Guys, The Bad Podcast actually just picked up our first sponsor, and we don't take it lightly. We only want to work with people we believe in and who share this similar goal of helping people break into the ad industry. And Book 180 Portfolio School is doing just that. You can check them out at book180.com. They are accepting regular applicants until September 8th, but if you're an art director, we've got something even sweeter for you. Book 180 and The Bad Pod are giving one lucky art director listener a seat in their November campaigns class for free. This class is taught virtually on Zoom by the insanely talented Matthias Weichmann, a global creative director in South America. You can visit us on Instagram at the underscore bad underscore pod or on either of our LinkedIn's for details on how to win. Now here's our show. Welcome back to the Bad Podcast. My name is Brian Revels. And I am Amelia Carney. This is episode <laughs> seven. It's a great one. Uh, we talked to two of the four-person team that launched The Loudest Roar, which is a gamified Cannes Lion experience. Yeah, and I didn't know a ton about it going into this conversation. And can I tell you, I feel like it's going to be a game changer for award season and for people who just are honestly, and, and this is maybe a bad thing to announce to everybody, but someone who isn't super hyped to awards, and like someone who doesn't really pay attention to that much work, not because I'm not interested. It just never really occurs to me that I can Google things. Um, so I'm really excited about this new tool, this gamified version of Can that gets everybody involved. It's really cool. Our guests today were uh, Shirag Kushalani and Toby Vu. Shirag is a creative strategist at AKQA in Dubai, and Toby is a uh, UX UI developer there. They also worked with another uh, art director and copywriter to get the loudest roar out there, but essentially it lets you um, play along as a Cannes Lion uh, ad show judge. There are um, forums for conversations. They included ad veterans to kind of give people the tips and tricks for what a cans uh, lion jury member is going to look for when they're doing their you know decision making and then they also even got a few rewards out there for people that were involved i think shirag said they had like 350 people across 70 something countries involved with this so they're doing a lot to um make this very niche experience in the south of France more available to everybody in the wide world of advertising. Yeah, it's very cool the conversation that they're starting too, because what we what we talked about during this episode is how open the conversation becomes when you have a tool that everybody can collaborate on. And it and it just allows for everybody who has an opinion to be heard, which I, I really do love. I I am I am excited to see the implications of of what this means as people get heard and and as people start to bring their opinions uh, to the forefront and actually start getting paid attention to. It's it's very interesting. I'm I'm really excited to see where this goes. Um, but this was their inaugural year, right? This is the first time this has been launched, um, and they're they're just growing. You know, we're gonna see where this goes now that this was successful. Yeah, they're planting their flag as a bona fide ad world community um, that's that's year round. So if you guys mm -hmm. want to go find them, you can you can find them online at theloudestroar.io or you can go to uh, Instagram and find them at theloudestroar.io as well. Um, and they also encourage you to reach out on LinkedIn. They said hit them up. They're great at LinkedIn um, mm -hmm. and I'll prove it to you. <laughs> Very 
wise in their young age. Uh, they're doing great work. More power to them. Couldn't couldn't applaud them more for the great stuff they're doing doing here. And honestly, it just made advertising so much more interesting for me today. <laughs> I was not feeling it as much. Well, I, I mean, no, it's cool because what they're doing is making our industry, which is traditionally very gatekept, more digestible, interesting, open. They're tearing down that shade, right? That shroud of mystery that kind of surrounds what a creative does. You know, I, I think it's really cool that now that it's it's gamified, it's more digestible, it's interesting. Just, yeah, to your point, like, I think it's very cool. And even ad veterans have trouble keeping up with all the new work that keeps coming through every year. So it's always great mm -hmm. to have more maybe structure and in, in, in invites to the conversations going on. On, uh, around them. There was definitely some work that went through cans this year that I did not know about until mm -hmm. I looked at um, the Loudest Roars website and um, talked to, to Toby and Chirag. So very excited to share this um, episode and really hope you guys will follow along with the Loudest Roar and their whole journey and adventure. Yeah. And just one more shout out to all of the veterans, the ad veterans who helped them out um, because I have a feeling they're the same people who help us out and help us make our show so successful. So you guys who've been in the industry for like 30 or 40 or 50 or whatever years, thank you. Because it's helping young guns like us and like Shirag and Toby be successful and become the next generation that you guys can look back on and say, yeah, we helped build that. So yeah. thank you. Whatever the opposite of gatekeeping is, that helps everybody. And if you want to connect with us online, we are on Twitter. Twitter or X or whatever the hell Elon is calling it for the time being <laughs> at the underscore bad underscore pod. You can find us on Instagram there too. I think Amelia, we're going to have to get on threads. It'll probably be at the underscore bad underscore pod there too. Um, or you can just send us an email to the bad potters at gmail.com. So that's the bad P O D D E R S at gmail.com. Hit us up. If you have any questions, um, feedback or guest suggestions but for right now just hang on and enjoy episode 57 of the bad podcast with Sharad kushalani and toby fu okay everybody ready Shrag Kushalani, Toby Vu, welcome to the Bad Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us all the way from Dubai. Uh, what what time is it there right now? Uh, it's in the evening, seven p.m. Yes, yeah, seven. Awesome. It is. It is eleven a.m. for me. It's ten for ten a.m. Amelia over yep. in over in Chicago. Um, but we were so excited to have you guys on. Y'all came up with um one of those ideas which. You know, in advertising, you you get familiar with them, and it's that. God, I wish I would have come up with that. <laughs> like, it seems like such a great idea that was wide open. You guys sort of gamified Can Lions, and the Can Lions experience is something that we all uh, covet and want uh, in in the ad industry. But it's very hard to get to the south of France, and as well as have work in it. Um, but you guys devised this really fun way for people to stay involved without actually going all the way to um, the south of France. So we're, we're, first of all, tell us how, how you two got together, um, your team got together, and where this idea came from. Came from. 
Yeah, absolutely. Firstly, Brian Amelia, thank you so much for having us. Um, no matter what time it is, always happy to be talking about advertising and just about everything with it. And yeah, as you said, like there's so much to uncover and thank you for inviting us because as you said, it's not just hard to get your work into Cannes. It's also hard to get your opinions or just you physically even there when Cannes. So mm-hmm. excited to kind of just talk more about how this journey has been. But with Toby and I, uh, we actually both uh, met at well, at work. We're currently at AKQ Amina, and I'm there as a creative strategist, and Toby's there as... as uh, I'm on user experience. So we actually like sit uh, quite close to each other, and um, one day he just like came and he asked, like, hey, do you know Ken Slyon? Uh, I want to do something about it. And I said, oh, sure, do <laughs> And it was really interesting because one of the things was like with me being like a hardcore fanatic with advertising, I've been so into it as as you were mentioning as well. Like I've grown up just listening and wanting to be part of Can Lions and Toby came on the flip side of being like, what what the hell is this? Like, cause she came from a completely different experience. And it was really cool because like using our experiences, matching it up to with someone who was really into it, but also with someone who's perhaps never really cared enough about it. Like how do you match both to create an experience for everyone. Yeah, so when Shirak came to me and asked, like, do you know Ken's line? I was like, no, I don't. But then he was like, um, he wanted to make a website about it. And then like, I'm happy to, like, when I heard, like, he wanted to make a website and I'm happy to do it, but then I need to know more about Ken's lines. And I didn't really understand advertising work. So like, that's like a learning journey for me. So it's really good, like, collaborate with Shirak on this um project. Yeah, I, I feel like... Sometimes that um, is such fertile soil, you know, when when someone is really maybe all in on on a subject and and um, sort of introducing someone else. And, and and then you find out what it's like to be new to the subject and you guys sort of f- fill that yeah. in. Um, and you guys had a couple more teammates. Who else was working with you on The Loudest Roar? Yeah, so it's really cool because... Um... I, well, I was starting it more from a strategic point of view, got Toby in from a more UI, UX point of view. And then we had Tina, who is uh, also in, the, in in our agency. She was the graphic designer and just leading on the art direction as well. And uh, Jack Rogers. So he was an ex-AQQR and he kind of came in with his funny, sassy copywriting magic as well. There's a lot of charm on on your website. <laughs> Thank <laughs> thanks, you. Thanks. Him. So, um. You know, for people that didn't uh, catch on to this inaugural year of um, The Loudest Roar, will you just kind of briefly explain what what it was like? Absolutely. So The Loudest Roar, in a nutshell, is a fantasy league for Can Lions. And it started off with us kind of just asking a simple question to ourselves. And it was that if great ideas can come from anywhere, why can't opinions about the great ideas? And I feel like we've a lot of us have spent so much time on the fences around Can Lions. And we've had, but everyone's so passionate in advertising about Can Lions. Like we've had opinions, whether they're in bars, on chats, or just furies, or just anywhere in general. But we don't really get to share that. And there's so much to learn from each other's point of views. And just in general, when you get involved in, judging something or really understanding what's worth winning what could have been better you automatically kind of gain those skills that of making your own work better and in a nutshell like kind of creating an inspiration for yourself on what great work truly is right that's that's so awesome um 
I, uh, I, I was just noticing that the, um, the ethos behind uh, you guys starting this wasn't completely different from why Amelia and I kind of started a podcast. It was just to kind of talk about ideas and coming up with them and, and hopefully learn, you know, from, from more people. So that's, that's awesome. Kind of got the same, uh, <laughs> you know, the same fuel in our tank. <laughs> I was thinking that. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's really cool. And it helps break down the barrier. And I feel like it also helps break down the mystery that is can lions too. Cause I remember going through like portfolio school and advertising school and like, uh, it, it felt like one of those like unattainable things that maybe 10 people you knew personally would get to go or like touch in a lifetime, right? Feels like this like larger than life experience that not everybody should be a part of. Um, but I love the conversation that you guys are starting about opinions into the work because our industry as a whole is just so small anyway. And I think it's important to give everybody a platform so that we can all learn from each other and learn from the great store, but also it becomes a more, not necessarily collaborative moment, but it becomes like healthy competition almost, like just to make the work itself better. I think that's very exciting. Yeah, yeah because in a way, like just being with us too, like we're all four of us, we're like two or three years into advertising. And in general, that question kept coming up, at least even when I was starting this of, what is work that I should be inspired by? Like, what is my sense of benchmark? Or what is that thing that I'm really trying to push for? And felt like this whole journey of starting the loudest roar was almost us kind of just discovering our own sense of passion and inspiration because a big component of this was not just that it gives people a platform of talking, discussing, and sharing their opinions, but it's also about kind of connecting them with industry veterans. So through this whole thing, we had about 20 different industry veterans like share their tips and tricks and just what they look out for in great work and just kind of demystifying, as you said, further of what is things that they think should have won, but at the same time, how they've too pushed for us forming our own opinions at the end of the day. Has anything surprised you from those interviews and those conversations about what they look for? So there's actually uh, quite a few and perhaps one of the biggest ones to me was the fact that none of them claim to know it all. It's it's almost like we started, I started after this conversation viewing them, so we, viewing them as referees almost as you would see them in sports, like they can be wrong too, or they can be right. But the point is that what I loved, what um, Minia said, he's like a CCO at LipHub and um, what he was saying was that you always want to be subjective. Like this whole myth that you should be objective, that's that's not right because we as people in advertising and as judges, it's so important to be subjective, but at the same time, it's about being open to changing our mind. So a lot of work that they went in thinking that deserves to win, they were open to changing their mind and discussing whether should it even win or even this aspect of maybe there's some other work that should be winning. So that's the whole point of having that discussion and growing that aspect was really cool to us too. And Shrug, you mentioned that you're a creative strategist and I'm I'm curious to see how this project has influenced how you put together briefs. I think for me, a lot of it was just kind of firstly, everything I've been doing, and this is about the fourth um, initiative I've been like kind of worked towards. And I was trying to find a pattern in all of them. And it's kind of this sense of 
finding this a question that I've always wanted to ask to myself in each of those things and kind of seeing what the sense of and understanding that other people too are curious about that. For me, in terms of as a strategist, what I really took away from this was the sense of really bringing people together and also like knowing how many iterations this project had, like from it going from me starting to think of it to me sharing it with my mentors to with Toby, her taking it to the next level to all the teammates to then every industry veteran who's touched this. Like you see how much of an opportunity there is in every leg to kind of evolve. And once it's out there, it's everyone's project. So that's the same way I'm trying to think of more with the briefs as well, that how can I make it something that maybe starts with something that I write, but goes on to become everyone's. Yeah, that's awesome. I I, I think once you work on um, enough collaborations, you realize that like the, the potential when you collaborate just goes so much higher than when you're doing like a, a, a single, single thing. Um, so uh take us a little bit through the through the logistics so you 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 said you had some industry veterans that kind of um maybe prepped people to to get ready to judge and then was there there's like the the judging time throughout cans where you see what actually happens and who who guessed right and then was there a follow-up like how what were the stages maybe of the loudest roar yeah absolutely so the concept of it was basically inviting everyone to be a can lions judge and whether you're an intern um some even someone's like completely out of the realm and not related to advertising or even a cco it's really about bringing everyone together to share their opinions and discuss it so in the beta version that we kind of set out for this year a lot of it was like we launched at the same time as can lions would when they announced a shortlist so we chose about five categories that were like innovation, titanium, creative business transformation, entertainment for Lions gaming and film, because that's how Can Lions started. But in, in general, these categories were chosen because that's what a lot of the industry veterans felt that they were the future of advertising. So in general, they were the benchmarks and inspiration criteria. And what the platform enabled everyone to do was watch those case studies and vote in real time leaving their opinions and comments as well on why they think that that one should win. At the same time, the point where the industry veterans came in was that you could watch their tips and tricks and kind of learn more about what each category they're looking for from each of the categories. Also, I just want to add that like the whole the better version is just the learning experience for us too. So when so when we um so when Shira came up with the, the idea and then I look into Kenneth's Lions, I saw that like there are many there are many categories and we decided to choose like up to six categories just to learn from the user um behave in 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 this game that we um created. And then we also like have a lot of ideas around like how to connect people, um, how to put people into the church, uh, into the church room. So we also like have like um, a Discord uh, channel, right? And then social media, just for people to connect together and actually be the church and not just use this website as a game. Yeah. Yeah. Did did people mostly go through the website, or did it happen more in the Discord channel? Was it like where were the conversations happening mostly? So a lot of it was kind of like us taking this in in terms of like trying to figure out exactly how can we make this a year-round community? Like, the, because ideally the goal is to become that fantasy league for all advertising festivals and kind of, because 
every different kind of major awards like uh, dedicates itself to a different category, like in terms of can being more for creatives, but FEs maybe more for strategists and on effectiveness and just the other ones too, especially even DNAD, just being a lot more of things that people in like advertising in general really look up to. So it, this, it was kind of this ecosystem that ultimately we're going towards, but right now the main focus was in getting this platform kickstarted so that in the coming months, in the coming year, we can really get that sense of Discord activated further. So while the Discord was, I think, still like in its seed stages, I think we'd really see it developing on for next year. That's so cool. Uh, so one of the things that I think makes like advertising endlessly fascinating and also like kind of terrifying <laughs> is that... Um, <laughs> the people that are completely outside of the industry um their opinions are still valid because advertising in by definition is trying to get the attention of as many people everywhere um it's sort of like similar to the copywriter problem that everyone knows how to write and so therefore they have some thoughts on the words that you use everybody watches commercials and ads so you know, they they feel like they have some expertise there, um, even if even if they don't. So I imagine there's a lot of like area, ripe area for conversation between these like industry veterans who have seen campaigns through and the just average ad buff that has grown up on on advertising because you can't not <laughs> at least in, in, in America. I haven't. I haven't spent enough time everywhere to know if you if there are places where you can avoid it. I I, I want to find out where they are. <laughs> I love what you said with that because it's funny that my benchmark perhaps in everything that I've made it in advertising is for my mom or dad to notice that this is a piece of work I've made. Yeah. So obviously the ultimate goal remains that it goes beyond the realms of advertising and ad buffs as well. So ideally in the coming years if we can get more of those people involved as well who have no relationship to advertising that's where we'll get a lot more real opinions as well and collectively it's just something that we all can learn towards with each other because ultimately i feel like we're all trying to go towards the same goal of through our passions it's just a different different paths we're taking and hopefully the loudest roar can become one of those places where we all can meet up for it yeah that would that would be awesome. I, I think you guys have uh, just a wonderful thing that the the website looks looks great. It, it, it all um, functions uh, beautifully. Did that take a few tries? This is your inaugural year. I would be so scared that I would have done just some tiny thing wrong that like week of it makes all the dominoes go down. So did, did you guys have like test runs? Did you know? to get the, the website up and the functionality going? How did that work? Yeah, we actually have a lot of test run. And then like me and Shirak just like at uh, like um, 9, 10 p.m. In, in the evening and we just like chat and 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 and, and test the mobile and the desktop version. So we did have a lot of test run, but then again, like the whole website and then when, when you develop a website or mobile app, it's, it's not you launch something at SSH, right? So you have a test and then it's a better version so you can change it. So then there's some like um, big 
challenges that we wanted to fix at that at that time. But then there's some small stuff that we 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 decided to just put it out and then see how the people react to it. And then um is is user behavior and 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 all that testing for, from the user itself. So it's just not us, but it's the one who used the website. Right. Yeah. Right. How, how did anything surprise you there on um, things you planned for that weren't really a problem and things that you didn't plan for that that popped up? Anything like that? So I think what was really interesting also was that we started this whole process about like six months before Can Lions. And a lot of it was just like, OK, there's all these cool ideas, these great plans. And a lot of what Toby does, which is amazing is filtration she's like all right what do you really need you know like like I know you want the world but what is realistically possible and honestly like I remember like I had not enough of like UX UI design or any just skills on just looking at like experience from that way so I remember coming up to her with like a six page website like idea like okay page let's have a home and a palette and all that and she was like no no cut all that crap let's go to a single page platform and it, she just, I think it's her magic. She made it really dynamic and useful. But what really happened in that entire journey was also because it was so simple in its nature that that's what attracted everyone to it. It was less about giving everything and more about how do you push more of gameplay? How do you push more of that little bit nuances of it happening? So even when things had to go wrong, it was still in control because there were not enough things that needed to go wrong in a way. Mm. And so it's just like when you use, so maybe because I'm, 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 I'm at a in the young gener younger generation. So whenever I use something, I just get really um, um, angry when something's just not uh, easy to use, you know, and then takes so long to do. So right. usually things just capture me in three seconds. So after three, after I need to figure out something, um, after three seconds, I'm just not gonna use it. So that's why when she just like, oh, oh, we need to do this. We need um, we need these functionality, and I just like gather it together. So these are what you need, and just like put it together in a in an easier way, so that user like me, mm -hmm. just like come into it and play the game. Mm -hmm. So the 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 main purpose of this website and um of the loudest roll is um a fun game, right? It's not it's not something too serious. So um, we want to make it fun. We want to make it easy and not yeah. something that you just need to find a way to do it. Yeah. If you're a regular listener here, you already know that I was a portfolio school kid. And while I'm so grateful for the career that it's given me, I still don't really love the more than $50,000 of additional student loan debt that it put me in. But those outdated models are going away, guys, and they're being replaced by new, improved, and much more affordable portfolio building programs. Programs like Book 180 Portfolio School. Book 180 is a fully online, six-month advertising program with award-winning instructors that help their students build agency-ready portfolios without wasting their time or money. You can check them out at book180.com, but wait, there is more. The Bad Pod and Book 180 are giving away a free seat to their November 2023 campaigns class to one lucky art director. That class is taught by global creative director Matthias Wakeman. And to find out how to enter, you can visit us on Instagram or threads at the underscore bad underscore pod or on either of our LinkedIn pages. Now back to the show. I always wanted to say that.
Were people taking it seriously? The reason I ask is because some people are like super into can, right? And like their their whole life's goal is to get a campaign to win a can lion. But other people are like, ah, you know, I'm over it. You know, advertising is bloated and it takes itself too seriously. And, I, you know, my job here is to be a creative and make work and then go home and spend time with my family. Um, and, and I feel like that is a transition that we're all sort of working towards and wondering how that all fits in with the traditional um, landscape of advertising and the way like we award ourselves and like really need those those affirmations and, and that validation, right, that what we're doing is important. Um, so, yeah, just circling back to my original question, like, did people take it seriously? That's a, that's a great question, because um, in the realities of things, there are two camps. There is one side that is obsessed with awards, with just feeling that it is driving them forward, but it's also driving the agency's business and effectiveness forward. But at the same time, like really pushing them to find more inspiration and just validation, as you said, whereas the other side is just like, why does this exist? Why do we need awards or just the other side also believes that at the end of the day, they're not, the awards aren't like awarded for the right reasons. Half the time, maybe it's even work that has never aired or is spec work and all that. So I think just having this entire kind of landscape, there was us coming in also just trying to find our own definition of what our relationship should be with awards. Mm -hmm. And at least in my opinion, what I truly believe in is that what awards can really do is it's it's the probably the biggest library of interesting work at, right. at the bare minimum and whether that work aired whether that work how it was what were the results and all that one thing we cannot deny is its opportunity in inspiring us and that's something even that person who wants to just go back home and treat it as work ideally would be into because at the end of the day, we all are creatives and we are craving that sense of stimulus. And that's what I think we were trying to initiate or loudest for. And that's why the biggest focus was on having fun, on really using this as a source of inspiration. And that's why bringing the judges together, but then also having a sense of reward, this aspect that if you guessed right of what the Canlines judges will pick, you can win up to $500 in Amazon gift cards and then just even... Um, a portfolio revamp within my portfolio or even a podcast feature like those kind of things again gamified this further for even those people who might be on the fence with what the point of can lines is yeah it's actually interesting because it's actually the 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 characteristic of Shirak and me because Shirak was like really right. into awards right and I'm just like what's the point of a word <laughs> yeah. but um so so when Shirak just like um so these are the use that she wants. Um, they're like um, 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 creative strategist who works for an agency. Um, so Shirak thinks that like all the people gonna go into the website are people who work for an agency. But then like, for me, I think why don't we just make for other people as well? Like people don't um really care that much about advertising, but they just want to see the works. It's just a big mm -hmm. library of work, right? I'm really interested to see the work. I'm interested to understand how people think of these work um, and just to learn from them. I'm not um really care that much about which which one will win, but I um it just inspired me. It just inspired me of how people think of um 
something um, and how that work inspire other people and which makes um, which also inspire back to my work and what I do um, as as a job. Yeah. So did it win think... you over a little bit? Sorry. Did did it win you over? Are you uh, kind of in yeah. the hands a little bit now? In the in the beginning, I was like, "Why do we do this? Um, like, what 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 is this?" <laughs> but then, like now, like and then, like after um the can uh, after sorry after Lalistro launch, we have a little bit um of an open room in in our agency where we just like sit and watch all the um all the campaign together, and we have a little bit discussion, and I'm just so interested to see how people argue about. A work um like which one is more interesting and um other than the other one that's so awesome. yeah i think that is awesome i think that is amazing it opens up the conversation to people who traditionally don't care and i also think that speaks nicely to an earlier point brian made where you kind of demystify the process you demystify advertising a little bit so people who aren't even like in our industry can start to kind of be interested a little bit in in the craft that goes behind making award-winning work because I don't think even people know that like there's an award for like I don't think people outside of our industry even know that that kind of exists yeah. uh, so I, I do I think that's really fascinating and I would love to actually learn more about what people who don't give a shit about advertising in general think i would love to know like do they think that what we're doing and putting so much time and effort into even makes any sense (laughs) they're our our target half the time (laughs) yeah now so for the conversations was it kind of completely open-ended or was there a bit of a rubric that you guys established to to help people judge anything was it purely conversation yeah, so with uh, what we try to do with the platform was that we invite you in at the same time as when the shortlists are announced and you can go and watch the shortlist and then also the judges tips and tricks on what are the things you should be looking out for when you watch them. So that really helped in framing what you should be looking out for. Like, for example, with um, the creative business transformation, one of the advice being like it was a lot about how does it marry creativity creativity with transformation? And the kind of judges went and explaining that. And these are some amazing global CCOs kind of just distilling it down. So it almost became like this mini ad school for just us and for people in general to kind of understand more of what goes in their heads. Because one of the things they've also trained themselves to do is kind of repeatedly look at work and share their opinions. But at the same time, we did want to keep it open enough for people to form their own opinions. So it was a sense of gentle nudge towards what you should be looking for, but nothing was off the charts on what you could say. Actually, in the beginning, we had an idea of having a list of rubric on the website so that the user can just like see and then check the list. For example, we have like six um six um, um, categories in, in that rubric and people can just like tick the box. But then we think, um, why don't we just make it open? Because when the user, the, the targeted audience, the advertising make for, for the audience, right? So when they see it, they don't have this rubric to actually get attracted to it. They just see it, a one minute campaign, and they decided they want to buy this product from the ad or not, right? So we just give them a little hint from the tips and trick from the from the churches but then we put it as an open discussion because what 
what whatever win is what whatever makes the user feels nice good at the end of the day right right yeah and i i imagine that um that adds to that uh initial like few seconds like if they go to the website and it, it looks like there's a bunch of like rules or something to 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 memorize maybe maybe that feels oh. a, little, a little bit more more daunting and i i love i love how launching the loudest roar was i mean almost no different from an ad like you guys thought about what would be engaging what would keep people coming back what would be most um uh digestible you know message message wise and stuff it, it was it was really basically a, a, a an ad campaign that you guys assigned <laughs> assigned yourself what how how'd work life balance go during during this Did, were you guys adding on the hours at the end of the day a lot of a lot of late nights getting this out the door hours weekends uh pretty much every moment of time but honestly nothing could make us prouder than getting it out i mean I'm glad we're actually doing this a few weeks after because I do feel that there was a sense of burnout um, <laughs> after, right after this. But I think you learn from that too, right? Like I think every initiative, every project you do kind of just teaches you something different. And in this case, it was a lot about, all right, these are the only few hours I can work on this. What are my priorities for the day? And it just teaches you to kind of go with the flow. But luckily, I think, especially for Toby and I, we're nocturnal. So we kind of just worked more in the night than the day. Nice. That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a morning person. I feel like it kind of kicks my butt sometimes. We'll exchange some tips. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Please, please. I have a feeling a lot of coffee's involved. Red Bulls, <laughs> caffeine. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Um, Do you got that, that, this is a dumb aside, but I'm just curious. Do you guys run off? coffee are you guys coffee drinkers no we are boba <laughs> boba tea drinkers so ah. <laughs> nice. when i'm stressed and when i need to just um work um late at night just drink a lot of boba tea <laughs> sugar yeah oh it's it's not caffeinated it's not caffeinated it's just a whole cup of sugar <laughs> <laughs> i think that's when the adrenaline kind of kicks in um I've definitely been playing around with a lot more caffeine um lately with the loudest roar. But <laughs> I think it's the I think it's part of the agency culture. Like we have this like weekly or almost daily now boba order <laughs> that goes around. So oh, I think those are awesome. are, are y'all on um a, a hybrid setup mostly in, in Dubai as well? So actually, interestingly, Middle East was one of the first to get back up and running because I think it's still deeply part of the culture to kind of come in physically. And so we're at four days um, in the office and on Fridays we're working from home. So there is that sense of hybrid balancedness, but that's why what made it a lot, at least hopefully easier and better for us was the fact that we could see each other almost every day, kind of work with each other and just exchange ideas because the best part about the loudest war was that it's not just canned lines that everyone has an opinion of it even in the for creating this platform everyone kind of had some opinions or advice and tips and tricks so it almost made it a very collective process to kind of just uncover and figure out where exactly we're going with it yeah where did the conversations with um ad veterans take place were those like zoom meetings or discord channel or 
honestly, what the best I, I I'm still in awe of the fact that so many people answered my uh, emails and LinkedIn messages. And it just goes out to show that there's so many amazing people out there to support. And it's, they're just a message away. Thanks to LinkedIn. Not a sponsored plug, but just like <laughs> even I mean, even like with the first one actually was Rob Schwartz and uh, the ex-CCO of uh, TBWA. And he was just so kind and being like, when I, when we talked to him about the concept, he was like, yeah, I'll send it right away. And it was, it was that automatic, the sense of like paid forward mentality that a lot of them demonstrated and they talked about with, which went on because we actually reached out to people all across the world because a lot of what this was about was that okay, if we're going to get judges, we want to make sure that it's inclusive. It comes from very diverse perspectives. So the the 12 people that we did feature on the platform as well came from like nine different countries and were like of completely different backgrounds as well. So it really helped in kind of gathering that sense of uniqueness of opinions of theirs as well. How did this project change you both? Like, are you walking out of this project with a little bit more perspective about advertising? Are you taking things a little less seriously now because opinions are just abound? Uh, are are you ta- are you do you have a goal now? Do you guys want to want to eventually judge a Cam Lion competition? I, I'm I'm very curious how you guys walked away from this experience. So. Actually, I'll, I'll start first and then yeah, you yeah, can you go, can go ahead first. as well. Because yeah, um, I think for me, what started with, um, was, I don't know if you guys have watched this documentary um, called Kill Your Darlings. It was by um, Anouk Jans and she was just talking about where she was reaching this burnout or just this sense of need for more motivation and what the fuck are we really doing in advertising? And she kind of went through all these interviews and this conversation with everyone on what truly fuels them. I feel like we've kind of just done a mini version of that kind of <laughs> offline where because a lot of it was it started with, OK, what is great work? How do we define it? And just going through this conversation, at least for me, it's given me a more clear perspective on a few things like which is like, why am I really interested in awards? What inspires me about them? And I can go more into this. But the biggest thing that I took away from it was the fact that it's okay to be seen. I feel like somewhere we've had this sense of maybe awkwardness of accepting that, that every creative wants to be seen, whether it's through awards or whether it's through the work that we do or just through an initiative like what we've created today. But the point is that it's about accepting that and using that as a fuel instead of as, instead of a questioning process of why am I feeling this way? You know, that's that's somewhat like the human condition too, right? Like we we kind of just all want a little bit of like respect and enough place to say what we feel and that be okay. So that's I, I really like like that parallel parallel. I find that very interesting too, because there are so many egos in our industry where it feels almost like giving permission to be seen and saying it's okay is a bit of a given um so that's that's just really interesting to me like have you found that people are less interested or are is your point more that it's okay to want to be seen i think for me it was more about like 
understanding as to because if I've grown up being obsessed or liking can lines or just awards in general and even mm-hmm. somewhat it driving my decisions of what I want to work towards or things like that it was really about uncovering what that need is what that what that reason for it is but beyond that it was also realizing that awards aren't just the only way to do that right like there are a lot of different avenues to do that. And it's a lot about how do we give each other space for that? And at the end of the day, we all can have different takeaways. Like, mm-hmm. whereas for, for with as I was saying, where it's about defining your own relationship with things. For me right now, my relationship with the awards is that I look at it as the greatest library to exist of the year and see what that inspiration or benchmarks for me would be to define at the same time, yes, I will still want to win. I still want to be in the jury and stuff, but it isn't the single most defining or motivating factor anymore for me, at least beyond what perhaps ad school instills in you as well. Right. Toby? <laughs> for me, my takeaway, so my relationship with this project and with award in general after um, launching the loudest role is that um, I just have more motivation on um, when you want to do a big project, you just need to start with little steps. So that is um, what I ha- what I thought after doing the project with Shirak, and what I thought after seeing all the all the advertising from 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 the loudest roar. So so when I see the 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 campaigns, they like they really good, they really smart, they really big, right? But then uh, when I see all of it, I just feel like. That you can do it. You you yourself can also do it by taking little step. And the same thing with um doing the loudest role, Shirak. Like um after six weeks, after six months, we look back at the website. But then like back um, six months ago, we just like a group of people sitting in our office, like bounce, bouncing ideas around, and then just like what is good, what is bad, right? So um so when you think about when I think about a word. It's not like I don't really into advertising. I know I, I like advertising, but it's just scary for me because I also work as a creative too. And then when I look at advertising, it's so scary because I don't know if I can make something that big, that um, award-winning project, right? Why why people have, are so creative, why they're so smart. So that's why I just like stepped a little bit back and I was just like, oh, I'm scared. But then after um, doing this and understand how people think of of a campaign, of a project, and how people coming up with it, I understand that you you can do it too, too, and then people can just learn how to do it if you just start somewhere and then, you know, just start. <laughs> right, one step at a time. Yeah. Um, so the anybody that um has gone to portfolio school and then and then goes goes into the the workplace finds out pretty quickly that it is not all can level idea you know, concepts, um, that you do on your day to day. Um, how do you guys stay engaged with, with, with your work, um, that you do day to day to day that, you know, may or may not be like a case study going to an award show type project? I think it's also what this kind of process teaches us is that it's not just about the shiny stuff um like you are yes reviewing the stuff that is towards the shiny side of things but ultimately it's towards taking it back to your daily life so even when we're building that acumen of how to judge 
something of how to view what's good or what we think is interesting and why it is at the end of the day, it's to bring it back to the daily work that we do. So for me, what's been fueling me a lot more right now is just to be putting out more things in the real world. Because yeah. right now I feel like I'm in this sense of data gathering <laughs> to kind of just see what works, what doesn't. And I just feel like I just want to be in this phase where I just keep creating and putting things out and getting people's opinions. And that's, I think, the victory for me right now. Yeah. I yeah. think. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think for me it's more about um what inspired me is not like doing the work that to to win an award but to work um to do a work that engage people for example the Laris where we engage a lot of people and talking to you guys here is, is also an example right so we don't really for me personally I don't really just like work to so that I got this badge but um for people to get attracted and get inspired and that's that the at the end of the day like people if people get inspired from our project like that's the happiest thing the 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 producer can uh can have right <clears throat> right yeah like one of our mentors actually um his name's akilesh uh we found him through the loudest roar and he mentioned this line which i love it's of seeking a career not moments and i feel like i think having that sense of mentality it's less about that next hit of okay is this can line or is this not it's more about all right where is the trajectory of everything that you're doing kind of helping you move towards that ultimately that long career that within or outside of advertising we're just all going to have and this is almost one of the puzzles that we're just continuously fitting in yeah the uh conversation that we had last week that'll come out tomorrow with um andrew and uh, Fatato and Dave Haller, who are a creative director uh, team, um, they were talking a lot about falling in love with with the process, and that kind of mm-hmm. kind of sounds like what what you're talking about. You know, when you keep your eye on that end goal sort of thing and decide whether you had fun or not <laughs> after <laughs> whether or not you got the the award, that can really really put your your plans in kind of a precarious position. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's funny because I was taking, uh, I, as my therapist mentioned that I have a checkpoint syndrome, which is this aspect of how you always like aim for the next checkpoint that, okay, but so much of right now, perhaps at least I've gotten to this phase of at least celebrating the smaller victories or just those milestones as well that kind of come in with. So even that first time we ever featured on PR, even the first time someone saw our website, we got that one view on that one fine <laughs> evening before everything got, you know, like it's just finding those small celebrations to kind of keep us fueling towards what's to come. Yeah. Uh, Build, building off that point though, I'm curious to see where you see this project expanding. Are you guys going to bring this into like junior portfolio school roles? Do you want to start like, judging all competitions right now, very focused on Can Lion, but you guys were talking about like the Effies and, and all ADHD, AD and D. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just curious to see where you guys see this going. Yeah, so first in this beta version, we've gathered so many unique insights. The, f- the main one being the fact that, and we're actually putting out a report on this soon, um, but there was only a 13.2% prediction match 
of what Canline's judges predicted as their winners versus what people on our platform predicted as theirs. So wow. inherently what you're, and we can talk more about this, but inherently what you're now seeing is that it's less of the purpose being, can you think like a Canline's judge and more about, can you think as a Canline's judge? Because it's what this platform is also trying to do is be less about who's right, who's wrong, and more about what can we really learn from each other at the end of the day. So with that being the beginning of things and that being that sense of vision or purpose that we develop of the conversations aspect, there are a lot of different ways we want to kind of put that forward. Like a like few of them being like, what if, if everyone's a judge, what if we created a jury room for them to discuss this in? So hopefully that's going to be coming in, but also this sense of if, case studies is what everyone's reacting to could perhaps agencies also share it with our network of people to just get their thoughts on this or even like how can we really build this as a place to have more conversations about as you said with dnad fes but also more i think the next year's vision would really be to find more opportunities for everyone to kind of discuss chat and right now we're at 350 participants if we can kind of hit that 1k 2k mark that would be amazing because we've already reached about 77 countries um it'd be cool to kind of just go wider and bring everyone into the conversation that's so incredible you guys are doing such a great job um with this and a, a lot of the not a lot but we've had several guests on here that have um helped with uh portfolio building programs that are, um, you know, not portfolio schools, um, free, free resources and, 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 and different things. Um, and I just think it's the best thing happening. And I think what you guys are doing here is kind of that same thing, but, um, for the cans experience and opening that curtain, letting people behind it and, and, um, really just making the industry more fun like that, like, what attracted me to advertising and everyone I talk to seems to be in a similar place is that we just like talking about cool ideas. We like bringing them to life, but we also just kind of like talking about them. So if, if, if we can do that, then, then we're doing good. So you have, you've given us all this like extra, extra way to do that. So thank you very much. I think you guys are crushing it with this. That. And I mean, that was one of the biggest things, like, I feel like there's been a lot of that sense of gatekeeping as in that sphere of advertising and power to all the amazing people who are trying to break that, right? And hopefully if we can even be part of that small puzzle and kind of just be part of like bringing people together is what truly serves it. Because I too, I mean, for me, I really recognize that because I was an international talent in the US. So I worked in Chicago too. So um, love the city. Yeah, but our, our 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 coworker Lucas says hi. He he, you guys. Oh yeah, Lucas Simmons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I miss him. I miss him and uh, his amazing home cooked food as well. Um, but that that's what like hit with with, and just being there. It was also like I was on a visa and just understanding that a lot of times there were those struggles as well of where can you get into, what are the employment status and all that, recognize the challenges that people face just in their larger realm of the gatekeeping sort of structure that is sometimes not even by people in advertising, but just the, formal, the format of it. But 
just trying to find all those different ways to shatter it is ultimately the goal. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's awesome. And it's what we need because it's, it's only going to make advertising better. I, I, I think, mm. you know, the, um, as you know, capitalism goes everywhere globally we all go everywhere globally and you know so it's it's obviously a huge double-edged sword it's doing a lot of a lot of damage but but um for the uh on on the plus side um we're connecting cultures more than we've ever done before and there i i feel like there are more evident human truths out there you know to be kind of um seen by by this like global collective community conversation thing things like what you guys are 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 um instituting you know it's, and and it and it only makes things better because if if the same three white guys were making every commercial then you get you get every commercial that we see these days you get the the most bland car going down mountain roads and that's you know at the end of the story so I, I'm just excited for the implications that your project has, because I think as more people are able to share their opinions and their feedback, we might even see a difference in the way CAN is relayed. Like, what if we start seeing new categories? What if we start seeing, like, all these things that, like, our traditions haven't really thought of? Like, I, I, I'm just, I'm really excited for the possibilities that you've really opened up because you're empowering people to speak and be heard. And can can cans does they you know, I, I they have to stay relevant. You know this this mm. industry is led by technology, like drug drug through the water by technology. So, um, cans cans keeps doing that. I I know that the commerce is like a new a new mm. newish category. Um, we work at VML YNR Commerce, so we talk about that um edge of advertising a, a lot. Um, we want to let you get back uh to your evening. In in Dubai, I I just wanted to ask, um, uh, where can we find the uh report that y you're putting out, and and with Can being almost a year away, where can our listeners or anybody interested um get engaged with the Lattice Roar right now? Absolutely, and again, thank you for just this opportunity. So for for us, the best way to reach us would be on Instagram. Um, the username is at theloudestroar.io. And every and you can also always find us on LinkedIn as well, um, on our personal ones as well. We're very responsive and always looking for the next idea or the next advice or tips, anything. I feel like this is more of everyone's project as much as it's ours. And we're, we're just trying to really work towards how to make this bigger, better, and more um, just fun in general for next year as well. Right. Cool. Well, more, more power to you. And, and on, on behalf of everybody, thank you for starting this project for us. Yeah, thank you me. have two new participants. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for bringing us together. I mean, thank you uh, so much. It's, it's been a quite a privilege. Thank you so much for joining us today, baddies. Today's episode was brought to you by Book 180 Portfolio School. Check them out at book180.com. They are currently accepting applications until September 8th.